Hello, and welcome back to the Financial Success Show. As always, wow, Jordy LaFord just sitting up across from me instead of Captain <laughs> Kirk today. What an idiot. Uh, you got to switch what are you the talking about? Look, you got to switch the camera to look at this idiot. Uh, hey, I tried to rock the sunglasses last week. That wasn't a hit. Oh, so no, maybe you know this what? One will Not be Jordy LaForge. Uh, Lady Gaga, that's who you look like. Anyhow, welcome wow. back to the Financial Success Show. As always, I am your host, Jeff Eady, the president here at Blackthorn Group. And joining me is Lady Gaga, also known as Captain Kirk Forsyth. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Our client relations manager. Say hi, Kirk. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hi, Mom. <laughs> Even she wouldn't acknowledge you today. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so today I'm, I'm very, uh, very pleased. I have one of my closest friends, uh, somebody who's not only been a friend to me, but also uh, a mentor and a great supporter over the years. Uh, also known as one of Toronto's preeminent pre-construction condo experts. I believe his tagline is uh, Google my name. And I actually did Google his name and he was the first person that came up. Oh, so. I'm not surprised because it's, it's, it's not like it's Jack Smith. No. <laughs> so uh, I'd like to welcome to the show my good friend, Todor Yordanov. Todor, how are you today, buddy? Very good. Hello, everybody. Good, good to be with you guys. Ah, it's good to see you, my friend. It's good to see you, especially in the daylight. I don't see you in daylight hours very often. We're usually after hours. It's a beautiful day out here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tordor, um, for the folks that are watching, uh, pre-construction condo is your forte and has been for, what, four or five years now? Yes. Uh, also, you, uh, you and I teamed up on a, a meetup group that you started about five years ago, Real Estate Network Toronto. You want to tell folks uh, a little bit about your history? I mean, um, you, you're an immigrant from Bulgaria originally. Uh, definitely didn't start out in the real estate game, but you've risen to the top very quickly. Do you want to kind of give the Coles Notes version of how you, how you came to be where you're at now? Uh, yeah, I have to make this uh, story much, much shorter, but I've always been interested in uh, real estate. I've always had this fascination of, with real estate. My uh, great-grandfather was a very successful uh, lawyer back in my country, and, uh, and he had a big, big real estate portfolio that he lost when the communists came to power. It, it was all taken away from him. So when I immigrated to Canada, I was, um, often fantasized, wouldn't it be nice if I can do something similar to that, uh, even on a smaller scale. So yeah, real, real estate was always my passion. Uh, and, and I read all the books, joined a lot of clubs later on, uh, bought my first property in Toronto about 20, 24 years ago now. Uh, wow. Started with that, uh, did some renovations, split it into two units, had two tenants. Um, you know, managed tenants, had tenants move in, move out, had the tenant from hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get into that in a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was completely wiped me out. Um, you know, discouraged me quite a bit. Um, you know, after that experience, I sold that property. And I didn't really get back into real estate for, um, for another five or six years. Uh, wow. But then, you know, as the internet was developing, more and more networking clubs were coming uh, coming up as well, joined the uh, Real Estate Investment Network, you know, learned a lot more, like had the support group around me of people that were doing similar things. And we were, you know, learning and buying and, you know, kind of growing it uh, 
you know, different paces, but but under the same umbrella of that uh, networking club. Uh, that was a that was a definitely great great time, and you know, bought a bunch of properties. Uh, did did really well with some, not so well with others. Uh, tried everything. Tried you know, single family homes. Uh, tried Hamilton. Tried student rentals in St. Catharines, and. Um, and I, I had a full-time job at the, time, at the time, and I was also running a full-time renovations and property management company. And, uh, sorry. Well, he's a busy man. <laughs> sorry, one second, let me just put That's on. the marimba ringtone, if I'm not mistaken. Now it's on airplane mode. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> we, we are flying high today, brother. <laughs> and not quite. Um, and um, so, so uh, then I got my real estate license, and uh, and I started bringing people to St. Catharines from Toronto uh, to expose them to you know what the student rental properties were offering at the time, and still are in St. Catharines. It's a great market. Um, so we bought a bunch of student rental properties, bought them, sold them a few years later. You know, people made you know people made a lot of money from that. And, uh, and eventually I wanted to bring business back to the city so I don't have to commute to St. Catharines all the time. Got a little tired from that commute and, um, and, uh, and, 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 and found condos, strangely enough. And just kind of fell into the pre-con or, or how'd that work? Reconstruction condos. I, I met a guy at a trade show who was kind of sitting alone almost in a corner you can imagine uh trying to attract people to to, to pre-construction what actually attracted me to, to 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 go and talk to him is he had a sign uh mortgages for student rentals and at that hmm. time i was like heavily into student rentals and student rentals were getting harder and harder to finance so i said let me go and talk to this guy and find out about you know what he has in terms of financing student rentals and and his his main business was pre-construction and i i'm always curious like i i'm just a curious person so i always ask them it's like what they do and how they do it and things like that looking for new opportunities and he invited me to a pre-construction meeting and i went to that meeting and never looked back after that like i i sold pretty much all my properties uh, in hamilton and st Catharines, and moved everything to uh pre-construction developments in, in toronto and and started selling those and promoting those, and that was um, that was about five years ago almost. Um, we have some projects that people have already exited, so they bought with me, waited for three or four years for those projects to be to be built, and 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 we took occupancy. We have a you know a whole bunch of units in the summer, rented them out. Like people made incredible money, so that 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 really really. That was my promise to them, and, and and I'm very very happy that it turned out that way. Yeah, that's that's absolutely amazing. Um, I have to say, I didn't really understand the pre-construction market as well as I do now until, of course, I met you. But even after that, uh, until um, you actually came and did a, a meetup for us here, and you started talking about the exit strategies and and which points you can get out and what kind of return you can make at those points, it's a pretty cool that that email that you sent out. I guess about a year ago now when you sent out that 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 email that was the hand drawn with that that was a great email 
Uh, also, uh, something we have in common is that uh, Todor is a massive fan of Dean Jackson. Oh, no way. <clears throat> and uh, has actually, uh, you just finished a course with Dean, did you not? I've been uh, working with Dean Jackson this this year pretty much since January. That's awesome. Right? So everything that he does and all the workshops that he has, and I've been following him up and, and then going to all of his events and, and then courses this year. It's and Jackson uh, year for me. He's a brilliant marketer. Uh, we can I can definitely say you you were just on his show recently as well. Correct. Uh, more cheese, less whiskers. But uh, I can say that the interview that I had with uh, with with Dean changed the way that we do our marketing here. Oh yeah. At uh, oh, thanks for switching the camera, Fabian. Got caught. One job. Got caught. Yeah, you you don't you don't get to lip off, Fabian. You you just <laughs> <laughs> spit it out there, Junior. No, um, no, I, I can say that Dean Jackson's marketing system has totally changed the way that we do everything around here. Uh, how has that changed what you do, Todor? Um, you know, I I learned and I'm constantly learning from him a lot um what i really really like about his um about him and and then his, his philosophy on business is uh shading off it's really focusing on on what your core strength is find that out and then hire other people to do the rest and and Amen. the fact that um you know he's 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 really you know what what he taught me and what he does himself like he 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 has those moments when he would sit by himself completely um undisturbed and mm -hmm. he would just write and he would hatching his at, evil schemes and he would look at the, the the client experience from uh three points of view um you know the interaction with the client and the transaction he says like what if another person was sitting and looking that conversation between me and you, what would that person see? Mm. So he would look at it from you know my perspective. Um, obviously, I'm you know I'm in a condo sale, so um, I want to tell you about the condo project and how great it is and what it's going to do to you. But then then there's another angle. It's like what are you seeing and what are you learning and what what your desire is. And also a third person, if you add a, a third person into the equation what are they seeing about our conversation so he would look at all these angles and and then we'll, we'll really really focus on that client experience and mm. client outcome um his system is um is really designed on it's it's built i guess one of the foundations is the client outcome because if you don't have a positive client outcome then then you can't have the referral system Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not a system that you can repeat and it's not a system that you can sustain over a long period of time so it's really yeah. being focused on the end goal Deliberate. It's, it's brilliant have you written a book yet for me yeah you know i have <laughs> <laughs> and are you using that you know i have um it, my book is just uh, um, a collection of stories from clients that I had over the years, and and then what they've done in real estate, and you know what. Tell us the title. Come on, the title is great. The title is real estate. It's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great title. Such a great title. 
I got a question here for you, Todar. You touched on student rentals, and that kind of triggered my memory because I have a buddy of mine who bought student rentals down in St. Catharines as well, and he did really, really well with it. But I had a former personal training client of mine that bought into student housing as well down in St. Catharines and was struggling and ended up having to sell the property. How do you make student rentals work? Kurt, you've been on this show now for 10 weeks, and that's the first good question you've asked. Congratulations. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I actually got a compliment from Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, Todor, I didn't, didn't mean to stop you there. I just, I want to tell, you know, reward him with a snack. <laughs> yeah? Where's my treat? No problem. So, um, how do you make a student rental successful, and how do you make pretty much any rental place successful, especially um, in, in, in a market where you have um, a potential for a lot of undesirable tenants. Uh, it's simple. You start with the best property that you can buy. Uh, the property attracts the tenants. And, mm. and, and if you have um, you know, a property that is not desirable and it's not in the best part of town, you know, guess who you're gonna attract? And and yeah, the undesirable from the yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I often say it, it it say it either spirals down or it spirals up. It never stays the same. If you have a beautiful property in a beautiful part of the city, and then and then you can attract those you know great tenants, um, and you treat them really well, then then this this business is going to just flourish. It, it's going to spiral up. But if you uh, you know a lot of people from Toronto make that mistake when they go to markets like Hamilton and St. Catharines and, you know, the prices are cheaper there. And, and then naturally when you see something cheaper, our next question is, can I find something even cheaper than cheaper? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, I found a great deal, but is that the best deal? Can I find a better deal? And now if the price is the, the, the deciding factor, now you're looking, instead of buying something for, let's say $300,000, you, you're starting to think about what what if I can find something similar for 250? What about 200,000? What about 180? And those properties do exist. So so you're starting going down that path on price alone, without mm -hmm. considering uh, the quality of the product, the quality of the neighborhood, and the quality of the tenants that you're going to attract. Because you know, like you have to understand that once. It, it is the property that attracts the tenant. There's nothing you can do to attract a much, much better tenant if you have a subpar property. That makes sense. That's uh, Gary Hibbert says, beautiful homes in beautiful neighborhoods. That's their focus. Now, you have a great model. And that's exactly, that's exactly what I mean, and he's 100% he's correct. And, and yeah, he's done very well with, with that model. Now, you have a motto that uh, I'm a big fan of. Do you want to share that with us? Location, location. Oh, location, location, transportation, and waterfront. And that is for, you know, how they say location, location, location in real estate. And in Toronto, it's location, location, transportation, and waterfront. So it's, it's, it's four items, location, location, transportation, and waterfront. And I believe that if you get two of those four correct, you're going to do very, very well. In either one combination, uh, two of those four, uh, you're gonna do really, really well in in Toronto and GTA. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think that's absolutely a brilliant motto for. 
for what's going on, especially since we have an underutilized waterfront. You, uh, the part of town you live in, the uh, Park Lawn Lakeshore area there, has really sprouted up over the last few years, and and that was traditionally a very seedy area. I remember when I worked in the film industry, that was like the the no tell motels were down there, and now it's one of the nicest parts of Toronto. No, it was no tell motels. Terrible, terrible motels. Beautiful, amazing out here. It's 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 mostly developed. I would say probably eighty percent of the available land and anything that you can build around here it's already developed it's a great community great parks beaches waterfront um it's it's fantastic yeah well i had dinner with you a couple of weeks ago down there and just to be able to go for a walk down there and see the waterfront and, and it's it absolutely is beautiful and it's amazing what they've done simply because it had the waterfront because i mean transportation down there isn't great to get downtown we don't have oh we have a 24 7 streetcar yeah, but and then possibly a ghost station very, uh, very in the near future. Uh, now, the ghost station, I would say, is good. But come on, the streetcar out there is tough. <laughs> I've used it once. It works. <laughs> you, sir, just got told, Jeff. It works. I've used it once. It's adequate. <laughs> Anyways, Todor, I've myself, I've talked to a couple of real estate agents, a couple of real estate <clears throat> brokers. And I've done some reading. Some people say the market is up and they're reporting a lot of sales. Other people are saying that the market's crashing and it's crashing hard. What side do you fall on? Do you believe it's falling apart or do you believe that it's rising? I have the answer to that, but I have to look for my crystal ball. It <laughs> <laughs> How is the pre-construction condo market doing? <laughs> <laughs> and how is the pre-construction condo market doing? How about that? Yeah, we'll go with that one. Look. Um, <laughs> it's not very oh. good. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. Um, the whole world wants to come to Toronto. Mm -hmm. The whole world likes Canada. Uh, there's, there's many, many, many factors that go into uh, the... the <coughs> whether real estate prices and real estate excitement for pre-construction buyers is going to be up or down or flat in a given year. Um, you have world politics, you have geopolitical factors, you have the Canadian dollar, and then you have the local government, um, and, and then you have, uh, there's just, just like so many, many factors. Right now, the excitement, I would say, for buying pre-construction condos is not as high as it was last year or the years before that. Uh, more and more people are kind of sitting in the sidelines and and then watching all these projects come up, and and they're not and they're not in a rush to jump in. Um, again, for many many factors, the prices have gone up significantly um, in the last 12 months. Uh, we were selling pre-construction projects anywhere between you know, 750 to $950 a square foot uh, a year ago. And now prices in you know, downtown core are $1,100 uh, a square foot, 12, 13. Some are going into 15 and $1,600 a square foot. So it's Holy. a significant price. Like you, you could have bought, let's say um, a one bedroom condo for you know, $350,000, $400,000 a year ago. And now you're looking at five fifty, six hundred thousand dollars. It's a significant mm -hmm. jump. So a lot of people are like, 
oh wow what's going on here let me let me just uh, assess the situation and and feel the situation and um but but at the same time all these projects are selling mm-hmm. right um you know you've heard some of the news that some of the projects were canceled and they were canceled for a different reason they were not canceled because they didn't sell they were canceled for you know different reasons that i i may not want to go into right now um mostly inexperienced developers uh mm-hmm. but you know the big boys as they call them like the big developers that have been around for you know 50 60 80 90 years and have built like tens of thousands of units um they're doing really really well and they know what they're doing and their projects are attractive and they sell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i mean you, there's no slowdown on on what we're seeing for construction coming up i mean i i subscribe to a million different uh um email um, updates from different condos and they're coming out every day i get your emails on a regular basis and uh, there's no shortage of them coming up i think it's just that people are a little more cautious right now because they have seen a very quick rise oh yeah um now just to, to edify a little bit of what totor is doing totor do you mind if i tell about the building you had <laughs> sure totor totor uh one of the, the the bigger developers in toronto and and certainly one of the bigger names and developers over the last couple of years has been brad lamb going into details I'm not going into details, but Todor, you know, had had a, a shot. Uh, he had a whole building. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. And that's that's the level that he's at. That's wow. That's, you know, I, I think that's important to tell people that, you know, Todor knows his stuff. He's, he knows the, the condo market inside and out. And what I find really interesting about that is that you, you're really only five years into pre-construction uh, as, a, as a realtor and how you came about all the knowledge. You, you sought it out yourself, but it was really networking and networking events, right? Not only networking events, it's just uh, my, my sense of curiosity, again. I guess, like I, I see an opportunity and I wanna know everything about that opportunity and I look at it from many different angles and I, and that, and I don't necessarily uh, believe all of the hype. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious and suspicious at the same time like I really want to know the people that are behind the project and I you know if somebody tells me like oh this is great and and then you know we've been doing this I, I really want to see their track record and I really want to see um, if, if everything in that story checks out and 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 that is if that is true that I'm like really excited and I go like okay I think that there is an opportunity here for you know for me uh, there is an opportunity here for a client there's opportunity here for somebody else um, if there's no nothing for me, at least I can refer to somebody else. It's it's all sharing yeah. and learn. I love that well, I plug you live in a great neighborhood and all we hear is sirens. <laughs> I know. You stole my joke. I was going to say that. <laughs> it's like you're living in my neighborhood, Todor. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I used to. <laughs> yeah, you did. He did live in Cabbage Town. <laughs> so, how important do you think the, the the clubs have been to 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 getting you to where you're at now? Like Rain and and of course Real Estate Network Toronto. Incredibly, incredibly. Yeah. You know the 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 network uh, that I belong to and the club that um, you know I I started and uh, you helped me grow um, incredibly because this is this is the place where. Um, I, I, I've learned a lot through sharing. Mm-hmm. So if I have something to share, uh, that, that knowledge that I, that I pass on to somebody else, 
usually comes back, you know, threefold or like whatever, tenfold. Uh, mm-hmm. People want to share back, and and then and then I share something that may be useful to someone, and they would share some something that is useful to me, and it's it's all about sharing. It's all about uh, you know looking for those opportunities and also creating those opportunities. But it's also um, you know you have to be in the game. Like that that's what I always tell people. Like you have to be in the game. Um, when 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 you when you look at Toronto and the real estate market and and what's been uh, said in in any of those real estate clubs, like you go to any real estate clubs and and everybody's gonna tell you like buy this, buy that, buy now, don't wait. <laughs> and and then most people um, start to think about it, take a step back, and saying like let me go to another club, let me go to another meeting. Uh, yeah. The the the. the you have to be in the market like you have to play in this market you have to really dip your toes and 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 or go for in um you know there's there's very simple rules that you have to follow when it comes to real estate and and the rest is easy it's like as long as you have some cash flow that that can cover your monthly expenses and and it will allow you to keep that property for a longer period of time you're gonna be okay you asked me about the market I don't know what the market is going to be next year. Nobody knows. Seriously, like nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows yeah. what's going to happen with with any of those big um, levers that that control control the market. We don't. Um, is it is it is today better than last year? In some respects, it is. In some respects, it's not. Uh, is it better that we bought last year? Of course, it's better if we bought last year. But if we buy something today and look at it 10 years from now, you know, we're going to look like a genius. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You look at, uh, like, uh, people who bought their homes in Toronto back in the 70s and 80s, and they, you know, bought them for $30,000, $40,000. Now they're worth eight to $900,000. They look like geniuses, too. But back then, thirty That's was probably true. expensive. That's true. Yeah. It's, uh, so... Uh, <clears throat> going to take a, a bit of a, uh, a, a left turn here. You mentioned something that I think a lot of people are going to find very interesting, the tenant from hell. Can you explain a little <laughs> bit about that? Or? Didn't we hear a story from Gary also? Uh, yes, we did. As well? yes, we did. Well, you know what? Um, I think a lot of times this is what people are really afraid yeah. of. Uh, I think a lot of times people are stopped from investing because of their fears. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we've talked to several people we have. over the last year who have money just sitting there, but they're afraid because they don't they don't understand it. They, they've heard the horror stories. Can you talk a little bit about <clears throat> your tenant from hell and how you dealt with it? Um, <laughs> that's a no. Yeah, I don't think you want to. <laughs> uh, I, I, just, I just need to frame it properly so, so uh, the focus doesn't really go into the tenant from hell because, you know, the, the tenant is, or, or not the ideal tenant, is part of the of business like no business um has only good days every business has bad days and mm-hmm. have a tenant that you know takes you a step back uh is just the cost of doing business that's the way i look at it now is it pleasant no is it difficult of course it is are you going to lose some sleep and you're going to lose some money of course absolutely is it going to take a lot of time to get him out of your property renovate paint like clean up do whatever you need to do and 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 then stress over the next tenant so that that is not repeated yeah you're gonna go through that 
Uh, and that's the thing with real estate investing. Like a lot of times it's sold as, you know, passive income, you know, you know, getting rich and making all that money. And it's not, it's, it's, it's work like anything else. Like there is, there's work that goes into it. There is a certain risk and reward. So. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. At, uh, Fire truck. Yeah. yeah, what is going on in your yeah. neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they're in your hallway. <laughs> no, that's all good. I love how, how, how focused you are and undistracted by the fact that your building might be burning down and you're still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? I thank you for that, T. <laughs> I, have, I have the lake down just below my balcony so I can just jump in the lake. I'll be <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what floor you're on, but tuck up, man. <laughs> well, here's another question for you. In today's market, in the condo world and in the single-family home world, should people be looking to sell their homes, or should they be sitting on their homes for a couple more years? The answer to that question is going to be revealed by their next step. Ooh, good answer. Oh, that is a good, good answer. answer. I'm intrigued. I was expecting it depends, but good answer. Well, yeah, it depends. It depends. What do you want to do next? Well, let's say they're looking you know, at buying you, another home. You want to sell now and you want to go down to a beach and have the sun, you know, for 12 months and yeah, do it now. Why delay for another year? Well, I, I can definitely say that selling a home here in Toronto and then um, with my good friend Tim down in, in Costa Rica, uh, buying homes down there, it's considerably cheaper than what you would get here. You were telling me the numbers the other day. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, you can sell a million-dollar yeah. house, single-family home here, and buy a, you know, a, a fairly similar home with a heck of an ocean view for less than half the price. It's kind of crazy, depending on that you've, you've got to leave this market to get that, but it's really interesting. Like no. If you're changing markets, then it's a that, that that then it's like a one decision, right? You're going from one market to a completely different market. Then do it now if that excites you, and then you can't get, you can't wait to get to your next destination. You know, do it now. But if you're staying in the same market, it doesn't really matter. You know, when the price go up, also you're gonna sell higher, but then you're gonna buy something higher. So at the end of the day, it 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 really really doesn't matter. It. it you know, if you have a if you have a next step that you are waiting and you want to get to, do it. What's the next step for you? Next step for me is I'm growing my brokerage. Um, I'm looking at uh, more and more, you know, possible pre-construction projects that I can help people with. And uh, I'm also looking at Montreal. Montreal is a very, very interesting market right now. I actually have a question on my piece of paper about Montreal. No, oh, you did your homework, Junior. I did do my homework. There was an article I read, and it said that people are starting to flock to Montreal. Uh, how come? Um, In your opinion. Price points. And, and also, their real estate market started to move. Uh, for many years, Montreal market has been depressed, and and then uh, there, was, there was no appreciation or very little appreciation. And, and now we're starting to see some significant waves like every year properties get more and more expensive um a lot of developers are moving to montreal a lot of cranes from toronto are moving to montreal um and um, they have their local developments but we have also um big ontario canadian developers that are going and building 
buildings in Montreal. It's it's a market that is is just starting to grow, the way I suppose Toronto started to grow some 20, 25 years ago. You know, that's interesting that you say that because I have a, a lot of good friends that live in Montreal, and I went there about three years ago when the whole uh, separatist movement resurged mm-hmm. and the pasta police yeah. and Pauline Marois and all that. And driving through downtown Montreal, um, there was tons of buildings boarded up, tons of shops, yeah. all that stuff. And I said, you know what? Montreal looks like Hamilton 10 years ago. Right. It does. And, and, and now we're starting to see that there is definitely a cycle to it. Like, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's a boom and bust. Absolutely, there is a cycle. Um, yeah. and, 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 and that was, um, you know, revealed to me, like, in a really, really big way, like this, this, this summer, uh, we went to, um, I, I spent a couple of days in Rome, like a week in Rome. Oh, that's gotta and, be tough. And one thing I didn't know about <laughs> Rome is because we were going around and, um, I, I had a friend who uh, was giving us a, a little tour of the city and, and I just realized that all these buildings that you see in Rome, uh, most of them were built in the 1820s, 30s, and 40s. So in about really? 30 to 40 years span, most of these buildings were, like Rome was built in 20, 30 years. And I'm not talking about the historic... We know it wasn't built in a no, day. I'm not talking about <laughs> and the Coliseum and all that. Obviously, that's much, much, much uh, older. But, you know, the type of the modern buildings where people live, were all built in about 20 or 30 years span. Uh, and, and and that's that's just a cycle. You see, we have a cycle in Toronto. Toronto is going to be built in 20, 30 years, and then the cranes are going to move on to another city. They'll be there for another 20, 30 years, and then we'll move on and move on. And and that's how, I guess, it's, it's like a wave. It's just travels. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um... To, to see how the different developments happen and, and how different cities pop up. Yeah. You and I have had uh, uh, at lengthy conversations with George Ross from the Trump Organization. What uh, what kind of information did you glean from him getting to, to talk with a guy who's been in real estate that long? Well, I briefly touched on this, but uh, I remember from our lunch, um, he says that, he said many things. He says most people don't don't realize that I have other clients than Donald Trump. And, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of uh, my other clients are, uh, you know, much wealthier than Donald Trump. And they are, um, you know, huge, huge, with huge portfolios and, uh, you know, buildings and thousands of apartments or what, what have you. Um, and, and he says, uh, some people are very smart and very aggressive. And I've seen them fail just because they, they buy on too much. They leverage themselves too much. And he says, you have to realize, and remember this guy is, well, how old was he back uh, when we met him? About 80? Uh, 86, I believe he was. Right, so he's probably like 90 years old now, yeah. more or less, right? Very sharp guy, incredibly sharp. And he's been, in, he's been a real estate lawyer his entire life. So you can imagine um, he's seen many cycles. And, um, and he says, the people that do really, really well and um, he says, you have to realize that real estate is cyclical game. And you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared to withstand the downturn. So bottom line is don't over leverage yourself. You know, mm-hmm. When you can buy easy 
and and you can finance those properties easy and the interest rate rate, rate is low like don't over leverage yourself because five six ten years down the road uh, prices may drop interest rate may go up rents may drop are you going to be able to um, hold on to these properties in 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 an environment like that if the answer is yes then yeah you're going to be in good hands but um you know don't don't think of yourself as the smartest man in the room because the market uh does what the market does yeah yeah it's totally out of, out of your control i think one of the things that i i learned from him the most uh well two things really one is wherever the jobs are that's where people are going to want to live so that's a good market at any time uh, and the other one that I, I, I really like is it's easier to borrow $100 million than it is to borrow a million because if you're borrowing a million, you can get a second job at McDonald's and eventually pay that off. If you borrow $100 million, you've got no chance of ever paying that off. So just go for it. Either make it work or you go bankrupt. <laughs> Interesting way of thinking, but hey, there's some truth to that. Well, I mean, a guy at that level that yeah. says something like that, that makes sense to it me. It does, yeah. I mean, George, uh, when George started out, he, he started out with $75,000. That was his first investment. Wow. Yeah, and now I have no that, idea what he's worth, but... Second option is not an option for me. Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. You borrow that much money, you got no choice but yeah. to make it work. Yeah. Otherwise, you're toast. Um, but that's it's it's some pretty powerful stuff to sit down with people like that. You got any questions? Uh, oh, I've got lots of questions here, Jeff. Oh wow! <laughs> Look at you doing your job finally. I know, Good right? Boy. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the B twenty rule and the stress test that was brought in. In your opinion, did that work or did that fail? I I don't think it worked. I think it, uh, <laughs> it um, you know. It just, it just uh, stopped the market unnecessarily. Uh, I think it had, um, it wasn't it wasn't executed well. It wasn't planned well. I'll give you an example. Uh, this this foreign tax investment. They um, what 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 people don't realize that the foreign buyer doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've we talked to developers that sell uh, 10, 15, 20,000 condos in a year and you ask them how many of those condos are actually bought by foreigners and they'll tell you four five six that's about it mm -hmm. this is how many yeah. foreign buyers you have in the city of toronto now that's not to say that foreign money is not buying condos you see but the government decided to buy uh to to tax somebody who doesn't exist which is the foreign buyer. Foreign, ah, money, I see. foreign money flows through, you know, cousins and friends and Canadian corporations. And, you know, yeah, foreign money mm. buys Canadian real estate, but they decided to tax the foreign buyer that pretty much doesn't exist. But everybody was <laughs> thinking, it's like, oh, now, you know, the, you know, the, uh, now, now they're going to stop buying our real estate and, and it's going to drop in price and it's going to be affordable for us. Uh, same thing happened to me when I brought Toronto buyers to St. Catharines to buy student rentals. Up until I started bringing clients to St. Catharines, it was all the local boys in St. Catharines. They were buying them and they were profiting from them and it was a great little game for them until I started bringing investors from Toronto 
and and everybody like they didn't really like me much at that time and they says like we can't wait for you foreigners to go back home so we can so our prices will go down again <laughs> same thing is happening in toronto right we can't wait for the foreigners to you know stop buying canadian real estate which will never happen you know prices That's... will just keep on going up oh absolutely oh, yeah. and, and you know you you've said it yourself we are on the whole still undervalued when we compare ourselves to other major markets paris london uh, uh manhattan we're still very undervalued oh yeah um and i don't understand why it stayed that way for so long um i'm gonna blame mel lastman i don't know uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh um it's it is amazing to see the city's you know upsurge in the last few years uh, something that has come up recently that I'd love to, and if you don't want to weigh in on an opinion uh, with this, I, I totally understand, but uh, the uh, Treb versus Aurea um, ruling, where they are now publishing sale prices on uh, MLS, how do you feel about that? And, and how do you feel about Treb's reluctance to publish those prices? I really don't have um, anything to add to that conversation. Um, I'm, I'm not that involved in the resale market, and, and it doesn't affect me in the pre-construction market. Uh, I, but, but I believe that um, the more information consumers have, uh, the more educated they are. And then, um, you know, a lot of a lot of real estate agents traditionally we keep all of the information, and we are the gatekeepers of information, and that's why people come to us because we have the information, and they. And then they, they wanted to keep it that way. And to me, that is the lazy way of being a real estate agent. If, if the service that you can provide is only uh, some numbers like sales data, then, then I, I don't see this as a service. I see this as, it's not a service. You know, mm -hmm. information from people. Um, so as long as people can find that information, make those education, uh, uh, choices and then go to a real estate agents for a real advice you know mm -hmm. tell me how to look at this versus that what does that mean what do you think about that like what is what is your opinion what is your expertise then and then then you can really guide people into um making better choices um that yeah, are based on their first reading on the information that flows um freely yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I'm a, a big fan of putting out your best stuff for free, and people will pay for the details. And I think Dean Jackson really talks about that, too, in his marketing systems. But uh, we, we, I got time for one more question here. Yeah, no, we, you don't. Like, yeah, I did. Just finish up on that point. Like, it, it changes. Like, the industry is changing, right? It's changing all the time with technology and with uh, more and more uh, information available. And, and, and going back to, to Dean Jackson, we all have to sit back and, and, and really focus on um, and dial in and really be very clear on what is it exactly the service that I provide? How, how do I make somebody else's life better? You know, while they want to meet with me and once they meet with me, how would their life and decisions are going to be changed for the better? And that's mm -hmm. what I do, right? That's, that's, what, I, that's what every, uh, I think, real estate agents should ask themselves and 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 speak from that perspective absolutely i couldn't agree with you more on that 
And since Junior is about to cry if I don't let him ask this question, go well, ahead. Well, I'm just looking at the time right now, and I know we gotta <clears throat> let him go just, soon. Just go. Just, just do it. Let's go for it. <laughs> All right, it's my favorite part of the show. Oh, it's my game. I love it. Jeff's rolling his eyes at me. Two truths and a lie. Let's hear it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so am I. Oh. <laughs> Let's play the game. Two truths and a lie. Uh, have you heard of it before? No. So you have to tell us two truths and one lie, and me and Jeff have to guess which one is the lie. About me? About you. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you are catching me unprepared. I am. It's what I do best. Uh, um, <laughs> um, See, this is why I hate oh, it. It's a good game. All right, all right. We're going to skip over the game. Yeah, you can't. I can't. I can't. Sorry. <laughs> See, you stump people with this every time. You hey, just throw them a, off. A, and maybe it's because I'm a this millennial. This is supposed to be a good that's experience why. for them. That's this a great experience. He's having a fun time. No, that's not fun for people. That's fun for you. Stop ruining it. <laughs> I am having fun. <laughs> Anyhow, Tildor. Um... You know, I, I, I love to, uh, to, to give props where props are due, and I definitely want to say that throughout my journey over the last few years, you've been a major reason why I've been able to, to have success in my life, and, and I thank you for that. You, uh, you've been a really good friend and, and a really good supporter, so thank you so much for, for that along you're the way. Welcome, you, and likewise, thank you. You're a, you're a hell of a guy, and, and I, I'm not going to get any more emotional than that. I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, you're, you're one of the people I value most in this world. Um, do you want to leave us uh, or leave our viewers with any parting thoughts of wisdom? Or just, you know, yell at Junior for being Junior? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I want people just to realize something that I've been talking about over the last three, four years. Uh, it's not pleasant to hear, and I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying this, and I, I don't. I don't feel um, any satisfaction of saying this, but it, it needs to be said. Uh, more and more people are going to be going into uh, a position where they cannot afford to buy, and they will be renting for life, and uh -huh. and that is not um, what a typical Canadian was brought up to believe or was brought up to think. Uh, we live in Canada, beautiful country, and everybody here over you know the last generations, uh, if you work hard and, and if you work on yourself and, and if you explore opportunities, um, eventually everybody can get a home and get a house and, and can build a life in, in that home. Um, and that's becoming harder and harder, especially in GTA. Um, you know, three, four years ago, when I started speaking about that, I says like, look at European towns like um, Paris and London and, and other big big places around the world where young kids go go for a beer after work and they the real estate conversation just doesn't exist. In GTA, we all talk about real estate. You know, what are you buying? What are you renting? And how much is this? How much? They don't talk about real estate. Why? Because real estate is just out of their reach, period. Mm -hmm. The game over. And, mm -hmm. and that's starting to be 
a reality for more and more people in, in Toronto. So I want people to start thinking about that. Like we had about 50-50 ratio of renters versus owners in Toronto. Now that ratio is, is going up and up and up um, in favor of, I mean, less buyers and more renters. And, and I speak to a lot of people and, and everybody says like, I don't think I'll ever be able to afford to buy. And I'm like, yeah, if you don't do something now, like next six months, next year is gonna be even harder. So I want people to really, really look at that as a wake up call and say, I gotta do something about this and I have to start with something, start with mm -hmm. something, right? If you look at someone like myself, for example, if you know the first property that I bought <coughs> and the reason I bought it, um, I bought it in a power of sale. And why was power of sale? Because nobody wanted to touch it. Hmm. It was garbage. It really was garbage. But I bought it, cleaned it up, renovated it, divided it into two units. Yes, it took a lot of work. It took some money that I borrowed from my credit cards, but I got in. So so everybody- So you borrowed money from your credit card for a down payment? Down payment and renovations, yes. That's cool. I wish we had more time to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> oh, we'll have to have him back on the show. So yeah, do something, get in, and 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 you're gonna be glad that you did 10, 15, 20 years from now. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Todor. Um, actually, just just one last point that I'm gonna make because he was talking about rentals in Toronto and, and condos. Uh, we hear a lot from uh, the more liberal-minded folks that we need more rentals in Toronto, more rentals in Toronto, stop building condos, yada, yada. Well, what do you think the condos end up becoming? I totally agree. Well, but, but, but a lot of those, those condos end up becoming rentals, do they not? Uh, they do, but they, they become very, very expensive uh, rental units. And I think that we have to, the city um, needs to start um, uh, uh, creating, look, Builders will build whatever you tell them and whatever you allow them to build. Builders mm, want to fair build, enough. right? They'll find a way to make money. So you don't worry about you don't worry about that. But you need to guide them of what you actually need them to build, and they'll build it. Yeah. That's what they do. Right? That makes sense. But we had a we had a chief of uh, of city planning uh, who now is running to be a mayor, uh, and and she was concerned and focused on creating bicycle lanes for the last 10 years, seven years or eight years, right? So, so the housing situation uh, was, was never looked at uh, seriously and, 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 and with, you know, the amount of focus and intention and, and, um, and importance that it needed. And that's why mm -hmm. we're in this situation now where people don't have affordable rental units. We, we need to create an opportunity for those builders to build those uh, buildings with rental units. And we need the infrastructure. Um, we don't need to tear up the gardener. Again, this mural debate right now is gonna be about like, are we tearing up the gardener or not? We just went through a major, major renovation of this gardener that costed us yeah. like so much money. And we're now talking about tearing it down. And nobody, at the same time the lakeshore was under construction and, yeah. and, and nobody is talking about all these you know young people that need a place to 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 live and and and, and get a start yeah and it's very very important no I, I and, and i agree with that um uh, you know the city runs on its service jobs and 
to have a service job nowadays and live downtown is darn near impossible. Most people are commuting in from Markham, Scarborough, any place like that to work at a job where they're making minimum wage. And that's just not a, it's not a viable lifestyle. The city will collapse if those folks can't figure out a way to live within the GTA, you know? Yep. Um, so anyhow, on that doom and gloom note. <laughs> wow, great way to end the show, Jeff, with that one. Keep it, keep it to yourself, Kirk. Uh, <laughs> Todor, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, you are a wealth of knowledge, an incredible human being, and a, a good friend. And uh, if you don't know who Todor is, Google his name. I promise you it'll be the first one that comes up. I did it. <laughs> we, uh, we really appreciate you having uh, taking the time out of your schedule, my friend. Uh, I know how busy you are. Um, Kirk, any, any parting words? Uh, nope, just because I know for a fact if I do, you're going to come back at me with something. So. Wow, you learned to keep your mouth shut. Good for you. I'm good. Speak when spoken to. Why are you Go buy, go buy real estate, estate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I can afford it that's amazing absolutely uh, so uh, as always uh, thank you for joining us today you can go to paylesstaxbook.com download a free copy of our pay less tax book of course I, I have to plug Todor's book real estate it's not for you check that out and uh, you can come see us live we actually have an event coming up a week from Saturday Saturday October 13th we have uh, some incredibly dynamic speakers coming out. Of course, our CEO, Craig Dunkerley. He is, uh, uh, how do I describe Craig? He, it's so very, very hard to describe yeah. Craig. He is uh, one of the smartest people I know. He forces me to think far outside of what I understand to be my limits. Put that back up there. Put that back up there, Fabian. Don't, don't take that away yet. And, of course, we have Dragon's Den winner and CEO of Digit Apparel, Claudia Harvey. And uh, our new partner in uh, uh, our mortgage brokerage, uh, broker Jonathan Tilger, is going to be coming out to speak uh, about mortgages, the B20 rule, what's going on in the lending market. Todor also knows Jonathan. Um, it is a small real estate community. I'm very excited about that day. It's a full day of learning about taxes, about how to pay less tax, how to, how to get uh, better rates on your mortgages, better conditions, uh, how to become an entrepreneur, uh, mindset, all of those things. It's a, uh, it's a very tiring day. Oh, it is. <laughs> and, uh, but it's a very, very great day. Uh, you learn a, a ton of stuff. I always like to go back to the first day that I saw you sit at that <laughs> Financial Success Summit. You look like a kid in a candy store. Yeah, I was a kid in a candy store. so cute back then. What happened? Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, of course, next week we have uh, our guest, Amanda Russell. She's a legal sealed representative and a networker uh, extraordinaire, not just network marketing, but she runs uh, Weekend Network and several networking groups around mm -hmm. the city. We have a ton of stuff we get to learn from her. I'm very excited, very positive lady. Uh, again, I'll say thank you, Todor, for joining us. Captain Kirk, Thanks, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I don't know what to thank you for, but thank you. And uh, thank you for joining us today. We always appreciate your time. And that is us for the week, the Financial Success Show. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> thanks, Todor. Thank Have a great care. day. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for watching the show. I'm Jeff. I'm Kirk. You got that one right. I Good did. You. No, thank you. Click, uh, click the link below. Beside, beside. It's over right there. here. Right here. Click this link. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Watch us live on Facebook. And uh, go to paylesstaxbook.com. Uh, subscribe and we will get you notifications of all of our shows. Oh yeah. The goal that they may not be. <laughs>